Spring Fling is an online conference for teacher business owners, and it's happening again on March 22nd through the 24th. I'm excited to share that I will be presenting at the conference again for the fourth time, believe it or not. And my topic is all about creating the resources that teachers really want. And I'm so excited to share with you this topic. It's something I haven't really shared about before, all about product creation. But this is just the tip of the iceberg. There are so many other topics that you're going to love. If you're wondering what Spring Fling is, this is an event for teacher business owners who are using their business to make an impact. So if you want to amp that up, then this is just a free online conference where you can meet other teacher business owners, connect with others, and also learn a lot of great insight and information that is kept with the times it's up to date for 2024 so if this is something you're interested in i highly recommend you check out my affiliate link in the description where you're listening to this episode you can sign up completely for free but there is also an extra upgrade that you can access it's all access pass with extra bonuses and more time to watch all of the amazing sessions so i can't wait to see you there i hope you can sign up and the thing is, I was good at having a boss. I like that paycheck every other week. I like to have benefits. I like the security. I felt comfortable in that atmosphere and I knew how to climb the corporate ladder. So I loved all the promotions and awards I would get and the recognition. However, in this meeting, I sat there and thought, one thing I do not have is freedom. I don't get to work when I want to work, where I want to work, how I want to work. I've always been on someone else's time or someone else's dime. And I thought, I want something bigger and better for my life. You're listening to the Creative Teacher Podcast, a show for busy teachers looking for ways to engage, inspire, and make an impact in their teacher businesses. I'm Kirsten a teacher business owner who is all about simple and actionable tips, strategies, and resources that result in wins, big or small. If you're looking for that extra spark of creativity, you've come to the right place. Let's dive in together. I have a question for you. Whose dream do you devote most of your days to? A third of our lives are spent working. If that truth makes your heart sink, you're not alone. Most people have been led to believe that we're meant for a nine to five job and that running a business is only for a chosen few. The ones with connections, a nest egg, and original ideas you can never compete with. But most people are wrong. Building your own business is even more accessible now than ever. There was a survey recently published that found that just 12% of teachers now report feeling very satisfied with their job, and the previous low of 33% occurred in 1986. As we can probably guess, a lot of this unhappiness stems from both pay disparity and a perceived lack of respect from the public. I think that right there in addition to the pandemic, has highlighted the importance with living with purpose. And this interview and book that I'm about to share with you is absolutely what we need to create massive change. I see many posts from teacher sellers about how nervous they are about leaving the classroom to work on 
a TPT store full-time or some type of teacher business full-time. And it is a very scary thought to leave the consistency of teaching and going all in on a business you're not sure will last. I am so, so excited to share that I had the opportunity to interview a special guest, online marketing expert and CEO of a multi-million dollar business, Amy Porterfield. Yes, the Amy Porterfield. Today, you'll hear us chat about the steps you can take to leave the classroom and turn your TPT side hustle into a full-time teacher business. 13 years ago, Amy Porterfield found herself sitting in a boardroom with a group of the internet's top marketers, all men and all making their own rules and harnessing the power of digital marketing to build businesses that allowed them the freedom to live as few can. It was at this moment that she realized there was another way, a way to sidestep being overlooked and overworked and step into being her own boss. That moment changed everything and propelled Amy into a path that's led her to the place where she's now the one teaching others how to build an online business that fuels their wildest dreams. She's known for her actionable step-by-step approach to teaching And she stands apart from other educators in the online marketing space. She has helped me immensely as I have, you know, had the courage to leave the classroom on my own and really understanding the ins and outs of online marketing in general. I really could not have done a lot of this without her. So I hope you enjoy this amazing interview that I had with Amy. All right, we have a special guest on the Creative Teacher Podcast, and that is Amy Porterfield. Welcome. Well, hello there. Thanks so much for having me. Yes. So I just wanted, there's so much I want to ask you, but I know for this topic, I think it's so important with all the teachers that are still in the classroom and maybe they're itching for something more and you know, maybe there's something outside of those classroom walls that are for them. So I wanted you I wanted you to kind of speak on your story and just tell us how you knew your cuz you know you were in the corporate world working a 9 to 5 job how did you know that wasn't cutting it for you did you ever feel like okay I'm just going to quit like did you ever feel ready and what are some of those steps to creating an exit strategy if you're kind of like one foot out the door mm. looking for something different Okay. So first I have to say, when I saw that I got to talk to teachers today, I was so happy. My sister, who's two years older than me, has been a teacher for as long as I can remember. And my niece is uh, studying to be a teacher. So it runs deep in our family. It is. And it's also, I've seen the ups and downs and I've been talking to my sister for years. She's My sister is not the entrepreneurial type. So I'll start out by saying people that are listening now, you are the entrepreneurial type or you would never be listening to this right now. So take it off the table that I can't be my own boss or I can't ever go out on my own. If you're in it right now, there's something in you that's telling you this is for me. So just want to put that out there because I've been talking to my sister for years and it's just not her thing. So let's talk about this though. Uh, I was in corporate since the day I left college. And so I've had a nine to five job for many, many years. It's been 14 years since I quit my last nine to five job, but I I, um, that's all I knew up until that point. And here's what happened. 
I was working for Tony Robbins, who's a big motivational speaker. I was there for almost seven years and there was this one meeting and this is basically the first chapter of my book, but there's this one meeting where he brought in a bunch of guys who had their own businesses. They were all men and they were talking about how they do business online. And as they went around and talked about their different businesses, all I heard was freedom. Like in that moment, I realized I have never been free to call the shots in my own life. I started with a really strict father who is his way or the highway. And then once I got into the work world, I always had bosses. And the thing is, I was good at having a boss. I like that paycheck every other week. I like to have benefits. I like the security. I felt comfortable in that atmosphere and I knew how to climb the corporate ladder. So I loved all the promotions and awards I would get and the recognition. However, in this meeting, I sat there and thought, one thing I do not have is freedom. I don't get to work when I want to work, where I want to work, how I want to work. I've always been on someone else's time or someone else's dime. And I thought, I want something bigger and better for my life. So that was the moment that meeting changed everything for me because I thought, I'm going to figure out how to be my own boss. And at the time I thought I have no skills to be an entrepreneur, but I'm going to figure it out all the same. So you asked the question, like, how do you even get started by starting to think you're going to go out on your own? The very first thing you want to think about is why. Why do you want to go out on your own? And although I don't love journaling, it is very powerful. So I try to do it regularly. And when you journal something like that, look at what's what's on the pages, but look what's between the lines. Like, what do you really ultimately want? And what do you ultimately not want? Get clear on your why, why you wanna be your own boss, make your own money, do your own thing, because that's gonna keep you moving forward. Another thing you gotta do is choose an exit date. So if you start to think, I really do want to leave teaching. I really want a, a different type of business. We've got to put a date on the calendar. So maybe it's the date that summer hits and this is your last year of teaching. I feel like that would be make sense for teaching. Right. We're going to put that date on a post-it note and put it somewhere that you see it every single day. And when you see it, you ask yourself, what do I need to do today to move me closer to be ready for this date? Because you got to stick with that date no matter what. And so starting to do some small things moving forward makes all the difference. Let me give you one more tip. Be careful who you tell. Not everybody deserves to know your dreams. And so if you start talking to other teachers and say, you know what? I think I'm going to do more on Teachers Pay Teachers. I think I'm going to go out on my own in the end of the school year. They're going to tell you all the reasons you should not do that because they're afraid to do that. They're not ready. So they're going to project everything on you. So when I decided to quit my job, I only told three people, my husband, my mom, who believes I could literally land on another planet and be fine. Like she believes I could do anything. Yeah. <laughs> and then my best friend. No one else got to know what I was doing until it started to come together because I knew if they told me all the reasons it wouldn't work, I would have never left my job. Yes, I love that. And I know like there's a lot of teachers, pay teachers, Facebook groups, and there are some people who will ask those questions. They're full time in the classroom and they're kind of trying to see the pros and cons. And so they're getting random advice from people on both different sides. And so it makes it even harder to make a decision. But I love those strategies that you have for, you know, if you're feeling like, I don't know if this is great, but going, you know, making it through the end of the year. I know I read in your book that you were 31 when you left. Yes. I am what I was also 31. 
So I'm like a year after. So yes. And these days, like the sweet, I don't know if it's, it's not the sweet spot, but it's, it's it's, kind of ironic, I guess, in a way. It it is. I had no idea that you left at the same age. Yeah. Now I'm seeing so many of my students are leaving in their forties and their fifties. Yeah. So everyone listening sixties, I want you to know it is never too late to create the kind of life that you want. And some people are listening right now and they'll think, you know, I want my own thing, but I think I'm just going to stay in my teaching career, even though maybe I'm not happy. I know I'm not getting paid Mm -hmm. enough. This is the world has changed since COVID with teaching and all of that. There's what if there's many reasons you're not happy, but you tell yourself, I'm going to stay here because it's comfortable, but then I'm just going to have a side gig, a side hustle. And that is some people will thrive there, but here's what I want you to hear. Anyone listening right now, if you're staying in a job that doesn't bring you joy and happiness and freedom, life is too short to live a mediocre life that this situation is never going to get better. And in fact, it's likely going to get worse because you're already not happy. Mm-hmm. So why not take the risk to go for something else that could literally change your business and your life? Like, do you feel like your life is changed dramatically since you made the leap? Absolutely. I don't think I, it took some situations. So I didn't like plan it out. Kind of. It was, I was on maternity leave and I was like, in the midst of a newborn. And I was like, I cannot go back. Cause I was planning to go back after six weeks of having okay. a baby last year. Wow. So it was, I was like, I can't do this. And so give my husband support. It was the, it was the best decision I've made. Like I can yeah. say a year from now, I'm so glad that I did not go back last year. So I right. think it is so worth it. I think in the respect of you get to kind of pave your own path and make decisions in your own business that you want. So it's, there's so many good positives to it going into kind of, you know, being your own boss. There are some things, you know, that are beneficial as far as having the benefits and all of that, but there's something in your book that you mentioned called boss traps. Yes. What are those? And can you give us a few examples of some boss traps that people might, you know, experience? Yes. Okay. So to tell you about boss traps, I got to back up a little bit and talk about this concept I talk about in the book called unbossing yourself. Unbossing yourself is you literally believing that you are capable of leading yourself, meaning you do not need anybody else to lead. You don't need a boss in order to move forward and create something amazing. So you have to start thinking, wait, I'm capable. I don't, I know I've always had a boss all my life, but I don't need that in order to create what I want. So we talk a lot about unbossing and how to do that. Cause I didn't know anything different than having a boss for so many years. But fast forward to having boss traps. That means that you've gone out on your own. So anyone listening that plans to go out on their own, this is going to happen to you. You go out on your own and let's say you're working with clients. Maybe you do coaching, consulting, group training, whatever you want to do. It's very easy to act like an employee. And what that means is that you have these clients or customers or students telling you what they want and you become a yes girl. Yes, I could do that. Yes, I'll take that on. Yes. And all of a sudden you realize, wait a second, I still have bosses. I'm letting my clients, my students, my teachers, I mean, my um, my customers teach uh, treat me like I am their employee. So you have to break that mentality of being led so that you can lead yourself. 
So that's one thing. I know all the boss traps because I live them. I literally went from one big boss, Tony Robbins, to like eight mini bosses, my my clients bossing me around. So I know what it looks like to just go right back into that. Another boss trap is thinking you need a man. Now this is a sensitive topic, so let's just talk about it really quickly. <laughs> I was in a room full of women that were venturing out to be entrepreneurs. And I said, there are many boss traps, one being thinking you need a man in order to survive. And I said, a lot of women think this. And then I raised my hand. I'm on stage, but I raised my hand and I said, including this girl here, I've always believed that I needed a man to help me. There's this chapter in the book that I did not want to tell the story around how in the middle of my business, I took a business partner, gave him 50% of my business because I thought this is hard and I need a man in case it doesn't work and I can fall back on him. This was like when my business was almost making a million dollars. Wow. And so it's very normal to think you need somebody else to help you, whether it be a man or a partner or whatever, which is absolutely not true. And another thing I want to point out is that sometimes uh, this doesn't happen for every woman, but if your husband's making more money than you, you get comfortable thinking, well, I don't really have to make this business really work. I mean, we're being provided for, and your husband making more money than you can actually be a boss trap because you think, well, I could just dabble. I don't want Mm -hmm. any woman dabbling. I want you to go full force and say, what I'm creating today might look small, but five, 10 years from now, it's going to blow my mind. So I'm going all in. So uh, these boss traps keep you playing small and acting as though you work for somebody else, which absolutely does not need to be your truth. Yes. I love that. All of those points that you touched on, even with, you know, the husband that might be making more, just still go, you know, not just kind of like, oh, it's okay. I don't have to work as much or, you know, I can just dabble and see what happens. Like really going into it, like all in just, and even if it's maybe not as much right now, you never know what can happen down the line. So I love those tips that you have. I also wanted to kind of circle back as far as you mentioned the benefits, you know, we we love stability. Of course, I'm one who I'm a creature of habit. Like I, it scares me to do something out of the norm. That's not on my usual schedule. So I know as teachers, it can be hard to leave, you know, the pensions and the benefits that you get being a teacher. Um, Do you have any strategies for dealing with money anxiety as far as maybe, you know, you really want to have an exit date. You want to post that sticky note, but you're like, I have no, I have no cushion to fall back on if it doesn't work out. What are some strategies you have as far as money anxiety? My most favorite strategy is to start a side hustle. And a side hustle could look as simple as you are starting to sell on Teachers Pay Teachers. You're just Mm -hmm. doing a little bit each night or in the morning or on the weekends when you have some time. Or, you know, you have to make the time because you likely cannot find it easily. Right. But it's starting a side hustle to just to see what you're made of, bringing in just a little. We're not looking to totally wipe out your teaching salary right away, but bringing in a little extra money with a side hustle will start to give you the courage to keep trying out new things, to keep putting yourself out there. So one of the ways that we combat money anxiety in the book is to say, first of all, you don't need to leave your job tomorrow. We're going to have a runway. Number 
Number two, you can start making money while you're still in that nine to five job. And number three, get really clear on how much money you do need to make that first year. You likely don't need to make as much as you're making as a teacher. And I'd really love for you to give yourself a little bit of wiggle room to figure things out, experiment, try new things. And so getting really clear on how much money do you really need to make and then going after that the first year could change things dramatically. So these little things can actually build your runway to leaving. I love that. That's great advice. And it kind of, you know, kind of helps alleviate any anxiety about like, okay, do I need to leave like at the end of December? Like you can plan it. It's, it's really individualized debate based on anybody. So, you know, and their situation. So true. Yes. So my other question I have for you, as far as if a teacher they're in the classroom or they might, you know, think about starting a store on teachers pay teachers or even just a teacher business, maybe not even teachers pay teachers, but if they have some type of business idea or they, you know, work on the side right now, how can they turn that into a full-time, you know, bona fide, all, all, all in online business? What are some of the first steps they can take? I love this question. And the reason I love it is because I wrote this book because I wish I had it when I was first starting out. I didn't know how to grow an email list. I didn't know how to create content. I didn't know where to get started with a website. Uh, These are so many things. I didn't know how to use social media to grow a business. These are so many things that we do need to figure out as we go. You don't have to have it all figured out before you quit. Oh, let's take a pause real fast. You will not have it all figured out the day you quit. I uh, drove away from the San Diego offices for Tony Robbins thinking, what am I doing? Like, I don't even know how to do this, but I had a desire more than anything to be my own boss. I was so tired of being told what to do, when to do it or how to do it. Mm -hmm. So my freedom, my why, what I wanted, the freedom push me forward. So first of all, we're not going to have it all figured out, but at the same time, there's things that you can do. So in the book, I kind of outline one of my most favorite things to start with is let's say you have an idea of what you might want to create, whether it's teachers pay teachers or it's something totally different. Maybe you want to create a special mastermind around a very specific topic, like teaching math to second graders. I have a student who is a millionaire because she started out with creating content for second grade teachers on teaching math. Like that's how she got started. So I'm using a very real example. But however you want to get started, we've got to start putting some content out there. And by that, I mean posting on social media, maybe, maybe, maybe starting a podcast or doing a video once a week and posting it or uh, starting doing some live Q and A's online. Mm-hmm. I'm well aware going live online or posting video online is very scary. When I still was in my nine to five job, I never had to get on video. That was nothing I ever had to do. When I went on on my own, I knew I had to start making some videos and putting content out there. So I made a bunch of videos like every day. And one day my husband came to me and he said, I see you making these videos. I do not see them anywhere online. They're not on YouTube. They're not on your social. What are you doing with these videos? And I said, well, first of all, I'm self-conscious of how I look at my weight has gone up and down throughout the years. So if I'm heavier, I feel very Mm self-conscious. So I said, I'm self-conscious about how I look on video, but I said, number two, I'm so nervous about like, what are my old coworkers going to say about me? What would my boss, Tony Robbins, what is he going to say when he sees these videos? Like who does she think she is? She doesn't know this stuff. So I was so scared about what everyone was going to say. 
And two things. Number one, my husband said, babe, I love you so much, but I got to give you some tough love. They're not caring. They don't care. They're not watching. They're dealing with their own lives. They got their own things to deal with. You think everybody is looking as harsh as you are. You're the one being harder on yourself than anyone else. And then number two, my good friend Jasmine said, uh, they ain't paying the bills. So if you're not paying my bills, you do not get an opinion about what I do in my business. So those two things have really pulled me through. I love that. And it's so relatable as far as, you know, even now I like on my personal Facebook page where, you know, my teacher friends that I and worked with boyfriend. in the past. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I'm like, ah, oh, this is so embarrassing, but you know, I'm, they're not the ones paying the bills. That's so true. I mean, just, you got to do what you got to do as far as, you know, making this work for you and your family. Okay. And, you know, there's, there's so much that can come up. And I love how your book really guides step-by-step literally from start to finish on how you get from being full-time in the classroom to actually, you know, having content out consistently and all of the website, social media, email, all of that stuff. I love how you package it all together in your book. Oh, I so appreciate you saying that. I wanted a guidebook. I didn't just want to say, find the courage to quit your job and do these um, exercises to get your head in the game. Like there's some of that for sure, because mindset is everything to entrepreneurship, but the bulk of the book is here is how you do it. Yeah. You lay it out so neatly. So it's great. (laughs) Yeah. So important. Yes. All right. Well, my last question is just a quick, you know, to close this interview out. If you could go back in time and give yourself one piece of business advice, what would it be and why? If you were, you know, in your shoes when you left at 31, what would you give yourself? What advice would you give yourself? Uh, I love this. Like there's so much advice. I know you said one, but I got to touch on a few quick things. Number one, I wish I could tell myself whatever you're going to do in that first year of being in your own business and being your own boss, that first year does not define you. It's not everything. It doesn't like extend 15 years later. Any decision you make then is going to matter 15 years from now. It actually doesn't. Allow yourself to take risks, make new decisions, mess up, crash and burn a bunch of times because it literally is going to make you into the entrepreneur you need to be. So don't take everything so seriously. Every Everything you do is not set in stone in the first few years of being your own boss. That's something that I wish I knew. And the second thing is find your people, find, find your community online. Every single day, there's two girls that I send voice texts to where I talk about my business with them. Like, here's what worked today. Here's where I'm struggling. Do you have a recommendation for this? I don't have tons of friends, but I do have a small group of women that I can count on. I can't imagine going through entrepreneurship without that. So people that are in your community, you know, if you're listening, find somebody else who you can kind of pitch and catch with because it can be lonely. My niece is thinking about working with me instead of becoming a teacher. She's thinking about coming into my business. And for the record, I'm not pressuring her because if her calling is to be a teacher, I want her to do it. Mm -hmm. But she said, auntie, one thing I'm a little bit nervous about is I'm in a classroom. I love to be around people. I like to pitch and catch in a real environment. And I told her being an entrepreneur is very different. You are alone. Now you can create communities online, get on Zoom like we are now, but But it's it's not the same. It's not the same. So you have to find your community, find your people so that you feel as though you're in community every day. And I really never feel alone in my business because of that. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. I personally, you know, I'm an introvert. I'm an, I would say I'm an extroverted introvert. Oh, so I, I can you. do the whole classroom thing, you know, be with my students, all of that. And then I come home, I need to decompress. So oh. being an entrepreneur actually has been beneficial to me, but I do I totally agree with that. You still need to have some type of connection. Absolutely. So, it's so important. Yes. Well, Amy, thank you so much for being here on the podcast. I am so, so lucky to have been able to interview you. So thank you so much. I'm for being lucky here. that you invited me here. Like I said in the beginning, I love teachers. So I, I hope this inspires so many to be their own bosses and, and make more money than they ever thought imaginable while changing the world. Yes. No big deal. So <laughs> I, I really appreciate it. Thanks again. I loved being able to talk with Amy. It was such an amazing experience. She's truly an inspiration. And I also think that the book she wrote is so timely with everything going on in the education space. We don't have to be delegated to a 25-year teaching career and feeling constantly overworked, underpaid, and going through the motions. We're meant for so much more, and we are meant to live a life where we can be flexible in what we do so that we can be present in those moments that really should matter in our lives. The book Two Weeks Notice isn't a collection of vague business tips or impractical cliches. It's actually the exact opposite. It's a step-by-step blueprint to design your life for financial freedom, a flexible lifestyle, and a major impact Even if you don't have any idea how to get started, don't have any advantages, or you don't have a secret bank account to serve as a backup. On the surface, this is a book about building an online business. But if you dig a little deeper, you'll soon discover this is a book about defining what success looks like for you and taking action to make your version of the good life a reality. This book is perfect for you if You want to spend your precious time on projects and creating resources that are genuinely exciting for you. You can't even remember the last time your principal or admin thanked you for a job well done. You want more to look forward to than being off for summer break or spring break or winter break. You would quit your job in a heartbeat if only you knew how. And you want to design your life instead of leaving it to someone else. Two weeks notice will be released tomorrow, February 21st, wherever you love to buy books. And I highly encourage you to pick up this read. I had the opportunity to read this book in advance and it was absolutely amazing. This is perfect for you if maybe you just have a business idea, you're thinking about starting a TPT store, or you're looking for tips to grow and strengthen your TPT business, and everything in between. You can check the link to two weeks notice in the show notes, or you can also type it in on Amazon or wherever you like to buy books. All right. Well, that is the end of this very special episode. I hope you have an amazing week. Thanks for tuning in to the Creative Teacher Podcast. If you enjoyed listening to today's episode, feel free to subscribe and leave a review. I'd love to hear your feedback. You can also find me on Instagram at the Southern Teach. I cannot wait for you to join me in the next episode for more tips and inspiration. Have an amazing day.
Spring Fling is an online conference for teacher business owners, and it's happening again on March 22nd through the 24th. I'm excited to share that I will be presenting at the conference again for the fourth time, believe it or not. And my topic is all about creating the resources that teachers really want. And I'm so excited to share with you this topic. It's something I haven't really shared about before, all about product creation. But this is just the tip of the iceberg. There are so many other topics that you're going to love. If you're wondering what Spring Fling is, this is an event for teacher business owners who are using their business to make an impact. So if you want to amp that up, then this is just a free online conference where you can meet other teacher business owners, connect with others, and also learn a lot of great insight and information that is kept with the times it's up to date for 2024. So if this is something you're interested in, I highly recommend you check out my affiliate link in the description where you're listening to this episode. You can sign up completely for free, but there is also an extra upgrade that you can access. It's all access pass with extra bonuses and more time to watch all of the amazing sessions. So I can't wait to see you there. I hope you can sign up.